Hello and welcome to Buildings of Tomorrow. My name is John Lester and in today's episode we're going to talk about how the building, the office building, can help deliver all of these great benefits that an office brings to us in our daily lives, community, uh, productivity, flexibility and, and diversity, but still keep us safe in this new normal that we're all living in. I'm joined today by James Bellingham, who is the Head of Digital Buildings uh, for Siemens Smart Infrastructure in UK and Ireland. James, thank you so much for joining me again. Thanks for having me again. Absolute pleasure. Uh, in the last episode, we talked about the office, so you know our workplaces, and how this this pandemic, this new normal, is not the end of the office. You know, an office uh, delivers a lot more to us than just a place to put our desk and our screen. Yeah. Today, I'd really like to talk about uh, look a little bit closer at the at the technology uh, and and the function of that office building and how can a building deliver these great benefits like community, like productivity, like the ability to, to integrate and work closely with our colleagues, but do it safely and, and keep, us, keep us healthy in this new normal, in this, in this great, uh, great change in our lives that we've recognised now. How, how would you describe the ability of a building to do that for us? Yeah, so I always think back to, you know, what is the goal of an office building? And really, it's to kind of facilitate the activities and the people that are inside it. Um, and I think flexibility for, for me is all around, you know, um, allowing or kind of providing the right environment for different activities. So it, it won't always be a fixed desk. I don't always go in and want to sit at a desk. It might be you know, a phone booth, a uh, a, a small meeting room it might be an auditorium or a collaboration space um, and I think it's about understanding what people need from the building and then providing more of that um, so kind of yeah making it visible through through the use of data of kind of how are people using the space and then for the kind of facilities teams to adapt the space to better provide in that area yeah, I think that's a really important point because if we look historically into our industry, how we how we control buildings, how we keep them safe and secure them, we used to decide at the start almost how a building should be. Yeah. Then we'd set up all the systems and and balance everything and commission everything so that we could deliver that, you know, that that state that that normal resting state, and that was it. You know, we, we made that decision, we made it work, um, everyone walked away happy, and that was the next process of that that operation and the servicing was to just make sure we, we maintained that normal. Mm-hmm. And what you're describing is a step beyond that to really start looking at not only what's happening within the building and delivering those that expectation, but actually seeing how people are using it and make changes to that expectation. Yeah. How how do we do that? How, do, how does a building uh, and the systems that ma- that monitor and operate uh, that building deliver this kind of of flexibility? Yes, yeah, so I think it, I think you're exactly right. It's we know we can no longer set out at the start how a building is going to be used. More we need to base the the systems in a building and base the um, the way that things are controlled on what's happening in the space. So if if somebody is there. There should be lights on. The temperature should be the right temperature. You know, it, it's less about saying, right, at seven o'clock, everything comes on because nobody might be there until half eight or maybe that somebody's in early. So it's kind of we, we have to 
use more sensors and more data to work out what's going on and control the building accordingly, rather than the building being a static block. And and that change that you describe is is even exacerbated more today in this this new normal we live in. Because if I went back to the office, perhaps uh, tomorrow, perhaps I could have uh, five people in the space around me, uh, and in in a month's time, I might be able to have ten people safely. So this is a huge shift in functionality that we need a building to be able to uh, understand and adapt to, without tearing all the technology out and starting again kind of thing exactly because you might have you know 20 20 percent occupancy in a building for for some time still and what you want to do is make sure that you're not you know having to clean the whole building having to heat and cool the whole building you, you want to adapt even to low occupancy um and it's also about i guess specifically at the moment when we start to come back into office buildings again, keeping that you know distance between people, making sure that there's regular cleaning in the areas areas that have been used. So these specific cases then are kind of asking even more of the building. We're saying, right, we need to now know exactly where, um, which spaces have been occupied. And, and then, yeah, it may be also thinking about ventilation and fresh air that, now needs to be much greater in, in the priority than before. So yeah. we, may, we may accept that we use slightly more energy for this period of time so that we keep the fresh air flowing. But then once things have returned back you know, to a safer environment around, you could then say, right, let's bring that back to normal. So you could see how things change all the time and we need to be able to react to different situations. Yeah, definitely. And, and it's not just one thing changing. You know, if you have if you have a change with something so integral like the occupancy, this has a huge knock-on effect for all the different aspects of the buildings that we in the end control. Like you, you mentioned um, the, the fresh air, you mentioned uh, the accessibility even perhaps that uh, maybe you don't open, open the top two floors of your building if you have such a low uh, uh, occupancy rate, the, the cleaning, the maintenance. How... One of the other things you talked about was not only do we need to know if someone's been in a space, but we kind of we we'd love to know if they're if they have enough space between them. You know, start to understand exactly where people are, not just are they in there, yes or no. Is is that something that we can achieve? Like, is this possible with with the technology we have in buildings today? Yes, yeah, so, I mean traditionally you might have known how many people are in the building, but that's. That's kind of not enough if you need to know that people are safely distanced within the building. So what we can do is use IoT sensors to actually you know, measure motion across the floor and then mm-hmm. kind of pick up where people are. Not It could be anonymous or it could be you know, tracking phones or however you want to do it. There's lots of mm-hmm. options. Um, but also it's things like, like having a workplace application where you can only allow certain desks to be booked and only allow two people in a meeting room that seats eight for the time being to to allow that distancing. Um, So by having a a sort of way of of implementing those parts of our return to work strategy um, that allows people to know and be informed about exactly what the policies are and to know that they're working in a safe, safe way, but also for the 
the real estate teams to be able to make sure that they can see per floor, you know, is every, is there a safe level of occupancy? Mm. Um, and, and to be able to keep track of those things and intervene if they say, oh, suddenly we've got too many people in this area, or we need to now clean this space because there's a changeover of occupancy. So yeah. it's about kind of enabling those those parts of the strategy. Yeah, and I, I like something that you just mentioned as well, because it's not just about the operating team knowing all of these really important aspects, but but also informing the users of the building, because they need to know where is it safe to go, where is there space for more people, where, where is open, where is not, um, and and also those changes in in availability and and you know two people in a room that used to seat eight you know that that normal that we were used to and that expectation could change on a weekly basis in in times like we have at the moment so that that feedback of information is also a really important step yeah especially like we might need to go from offices where they did have fixed desks and they're now working on an only hot desking policy so there is a lot of change to manage um throughout that process so that's yeah exactly it's it's really important that people feel informed know what's going on but also it's about kind of building trust and reassuring employees that it is safe Mm. um because also you know that's a a big part of feeling productive at work is that you need to feel safe and feel kind of that you're doing the right thing so yeah definitely i think when we when we talk about that those feelings in in the previous episode about the feeling of community, about productivity, about creativity, uh, and and being able to change uh, what you do during the day to suit the, the task that you're looking at. All of those things completely hinge on you feeling safe and comfortable in Absolutely. the first place. Yeah. If you if you're in a place that you look over your shoulder every time someone walks too closely, or you you don't feel like the the operation of the building suits the the requirements then you're never going to be any of or get any of the benefits that you described before. Yeah. Perfect. James, thank you so much. Uh, I think for me anyway, that was really interesting to know that even with the technology today, it's not just knowing that people are in a space, but knowing where they are, knowing um, how many they are and and the the orientation within those spaces, especially in these times when things change all the time. Um, Thank you again for your time and thank you for joining us. Happy to be here. And I look forward to more conversations, but uh, yeah, please, uh, please keep us in mind and we'll be back in touch. Uh, and for everyone listening uh, or watching, thank you so much for joining us. Remember to like, share or comment on this episode. Subscribe to us here on this channel uh, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Thanks.